0: Take the red
1: pill you stay in wonderland and i show you how deep the rabbit
0: hole goes in we're in the middle of a pandemic and uh well, i'm really excited to bring my next guest because one of the the best things um about this pandemic at least for myself is the, been able to explore all these like new home workouts and uh my guest today he's a personal trainer he is the founder of core fix which uh, is based out of toronto but i know he's been doing some online stuff joshua lipsy thank you so much for joining me man i appreciate it no
1: problem thank you for having me
0: today um first off i I just want to get a sense here what happened to the raptors where did they go wrong i thought they had it in game seven
1: uh i think that they just turned the ball over a little too much Mm -hmm. in that last game i think they ran out of gas but uh they had a good season i mean you know we should be happy for them
0: yeah no i uh it was a fun game at least but yeah that those those turnovers were killer um i'm interested so you have this whole kind of uh different perspective i guess when it comes to fitness and what you're training um what What made you start down this road as opposed to just being maybe a a more quote unquote, traditional trainer?
1: Um, That's a great question. I think that with me, um, I kind of was influenced on different sides. So one side was I played professional basketball. Uh, I was in a serious car accident in 2002, I believe. And I kept going to physios and chiropractors and I was spending a ton of money and I wasn't getting any better. So I had to kind of figure out what was wrong with my body. When I started to do that, um, I took a bunch of Gray institute courses, really started to learn about how the body functions. And uh, I didn't want to be that uh, conventional trainer. I think that, um, you know also modeling as well. I kind of had an understanding of the female aesthetic and what you know, how women wanted to look. So I kind of fit in in the middle. And uh, I'm the type of guy that's always asking questions. So for me, what I saw, you know, what I took in my early courses, which at that time was very outdated, uh, a lot of generic teaching, uh, I realized that that didn't really apply to today's world, right? And, you know, We're changing so much, you know, today in terms of like sitting in front of a desk and, you know, the functions that we need as a body, we're not really using. So a lot of these old traditional fitness movements, you know, like seated machines and stuff like that are not necessarily preparing us for what we have to do in everyday life. So I think it it was just something that kind of came to me, um, you know, when I analyze life and what we do.
0: Yeah, that's, that's something we've covered on a, a lot of the episodes of this podcast when it comes to fitness uh, with physical trainers, other people who, who are into it. And it's interesting you say that because it's, it's a good point, right? And especially now, um, you know, I mentioned the pandemic where all of us, really, especially ergonomics, like maybe in our offices, they, they took a lot more time for us to, to have our desks and our chairs. But now we're, you know, I know the chair I'm sitting on is propped up by two pillows to try to get my back up. Uh, and it's funny so it's funny that you bring that up what specifically are you like doing um as opposed to you know like you said using those machines like where does joshua's lipsy's um fitness style come in
1: so my style comes in um in a more functional manner and uh doing stuff that you know we're working your body and all different planes of motion A lot of times because, you know, gyms have mirrors, the thought process is I always want to be looking forward, but that's not really how the body works. The body works in different planes of motion. So my whole thing is working your body in all three planes of motion. Um, You know, if you're doing a lunge matrix, you're doing forward lunges, you're doing side lunges, you're doing back lunges, uh, We want to hit all those different areas instead of just working in front of the mirror. I think that the mirrors kind of hurt us a little bit. Uh, as a society because it's great to look at yourself, but are you actually working your body without looking in the mirror and doing things in different planes, right? So otherwise, you know, we would just walk around like this and wouldn't be able to turn our bodies, right? So um, I think that's the biggest thing with my training style is that, you know, I'm really trying to, to work your body as it was made to work authentically, right? A lot of times, you know, when people are talking about abs, or well, how do you get abs? You know, it's that whole idea is very much skewed. You know, like there's just, you know, what your abs are actually made to do and what people are using them for are two different things, right? So your abs were made to basically load and explode, right? You want that like eccentric whip, rotations, bends. So when people are like, oh, I just wanna do crunches in the gym, I just wanna do sit ups you know, listen, it, it works your abs, but it's not necessarily preparing you for when you have to lift your child and put them into the car seat, you know, so.
0: I feel you calling me out with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it, this goes to, like you said, very contrary to a lot of, especially what men are doing in the gym, right? Like where I want to get those big arms, like sit there and, and just, you know, push and, and pull. Whereas you're, you're talking about all these different range of emotions. So like when you're talking to clients or potential clients, how hard is it to change that mindset and to, to get them to trust you in this, this, the way that you're trying to view things?
1: Uh, it can be challenging sometimes because uh, a lot of clients come in and, they, and they've only known one way. Oh. Um, but when you explain to them why you're doing what you, you... There has to be a why to what you're doing, you know? You know, if someone's only used to doing a shoulder press like this, then you say to them, okay, you know, we're going we're gonna to hit you in that transverse plane or we're going to go behind you. They're like, well, why am I doing that? You have to explain, you know, why you're doing it. You're trying to create power in different planes of motion. So there always has to be an explanation, and that's where the education aspect comes in, right? You have to be educated in your field, right? Um, but, yeah, going back to the just the ab question, you know, it's, listen, Crunches and sit ups, to me, there's no difference between a plank. The only difference between a plank and, and a crunch and sit ups, and a lot of people would disagree with me, but a plank is not authentic. When are we in a plank in real life? Right? Like, I think that if anything, we would do this more. Maybe like we're waking up out of a sleep or something. But I think that people are, you know, because a plank is eccentric and your back is straight, people think that that's better for you, but doesn't necessarily prepare you more than. You know doing a crunch or a sit-up so i think you have to ask a lot of questions when you're doing that type of work you know and why am i holding a plank for a minute what is it how is this beneficial to me and there really is no benefits to it um you know if you're gonna do a plank my suggestion is you have moving parts with you so maybe you're doing a reach or maybe you're moving your hips and you're using different uh muscles as drivers in those motions right so
0: that's interesting. Um- I'm I'm curious. So when the pandemic hit, you know, I think for fitness, that really kind of shook everything up because it's something that we all needed. And now we could no longer go to the gym, especially here in Canada. How did you pivot as like a business owner, as a fitness professional to maybe having people coming in and then trying to move your business into this new direction to try to keep up and and, you know keep the income coming in
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a great question um you know for me i am a very adaptable person so i've always been like that and you know as soon as it hit and i knew we had to close down i immediately moved my personal training clients to virtual they became virtual clients and i get a lot of trainers who ask me like man how are you doing this right now how are you able to maintain like, that amount of clients? And it, honestly, it's, it's the work before the pandemic. It's not you know, what I'm doing now. My training style is the same. I'm looking at you at a screen, uh, but it's that trust that people had in me from before. You know, like it's, it's the, you know, a woman calls me and says, hey, you know, I'm hopping on a plane to the Bahamas. Can you be in the gym at 4 a.m. to train me? My answer is yes. Like, I will never back down from that. You know, I used to train a uh, former NBA player 4am, you know that because that was the time he needed to so get on the court. So I think that me developing that trust with my clients just led me to pivot quickly. And then, you know, and then some of it's just like, you know, what we're able to do. Right. So um, with core fix, you know, it's just like a quick video uh, that people can download and work out to uh, with our style of training. But yeah, I think, you know, there's no secret to it. you've got to develop trust, you know, especially with the virtual training, where people are actually bringing you into their homes, like you are in their house. So to, to allow someone to come into your house like that, you better have trust in them. So I just have a very, I have very close relationships with my clients. They know that I care about them and um, I'm always looking out for them. And I think that's helped me a lot.
0: Right. Yeah. I- I think a lot of people who get into fitness and, and and trying to be instructors, I think probably like the pinnacle is to be training professional athletes or or celebrities um, you know and and get your your name really out there to and you know who's lying like make good money
1: um,
0: I'm interested. like how did you how did it kind of transition from you know maybe everyday people to more professional very tailored clients who have this very specific need like how did you go from one to the other was it all kind of like just word of mouth and hard work or you know did you do something like maybe a little bit different
1: yeah I think I think it was exposure um I had a client who lost over 100 actually two clients who lost over 100 pounds and CNN picked it up um, I think it was the exposure, my, my first DVD set that I came out with the DVDs. I know it sounds boring, uh, but like years ago, I came out with a DVD set in 2010, really low budget filming, but it sold like, you know, I think like a hundred thousand copies, something crazy. Um, so I think it was the exposure. Uh, I did like a, a big TV run in California. I did Extra Access Hollywood. So once I was put in front of people and I could explain my concept to them, it was, it was pretty easy from there in terms of training athletes, because I played basketball, mm. I think that really helped me in terms of how I describe certain things to players in terms of, you know, like, how is this going to help your first step or how is this going to help your balance? So me having both sides of the spectrum there, I think it really helps because a basketball player, he may not know the biomechanics of, of working out. But if I explain to him that, hey, you know, this single leg squat will help you with your, you know, balance on a layup or a dunk, then I think they understand it better and they know that I have that knowledge from both sides.
0: So. Right. You know, that, that makes sense. Um, when you, So we're, we're, we're all kind of stuck at home. Um, and I think... You know, especially me, like I haven't been comfortable enough to go back to the gym. Um, it's it's been something that's that's it, it seems like one of those really high risk areas to to go to. We all need fitness right now, especially to help with our our mental health and 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 get us through, especially coming into the winter where we can't get outside. Like, I'm not asking to like here give give everyone here a, a free program on what to do, but what are some really maybe simple good exercises that if people want to get started with a home workout, something easy, but that that's going to be effective, what would be some things that you might recommend uh, people? And we're talking like people who probably don't work out a whole lot, like to start with.
1: Um, there's tons of stuff you can do. I mean, you don't need any equipment. You really don't. You can do tons of body exercises, lunges, squats, uh, side planks, forward planks, You can do dynamic work or you're doing like hit exercises to get your cardio up if you don't have like a treadmill or you know, a spin bike or whatever. Um, Yeah, there's tons of stuff you can do. Um, You know, when you you don't have equipment access for yourself, what you need to do is you have to be able to kind of uh, transition your exercises a little bit more where you're adding, uh, you know, layers onto something, whether you're pulsing a squat, or you're adding, you know, a hit exercise to something to make it more challenging, right? You know, if you don't have the extra, you know, barbell with the bumper plates, so I think, um, you know, there's tons of stuff you can do. You know, thrust, hip thrusts, glute work. Um, you know, it's nonstop, nonstop. And you know, like if you don't have a bench or something at home, then use your staircase or use, you know, a table or use a chair. Um, there, there is no excuses anymore in terms of not being able to work out like I, by yourself. There's just no excuses. There's 50 million apps out there, right? Like that's the thing. So I think the gym, what we miss the most is like obviously seeing people and getting inspired by people's energy and, you know, the social aspect, but in terms of, of working out, like you've got all the tools, you know, with you.
0: Right. Uh, I'm also curious. So for someone like you, I mean, I know you're not, Dietitian or anything, but I I was watching a video like earlier this week, and I was talking about celebrities, the um, and people like Hugh Jackman and and Chris Evans, uh, Chris Hemsworth, who really had to train to come up with these like superhero roles. And they were talking about their diet, and that's kind of what I'm I'm really interested in finding out from you. Like, how often are you, you know, eat like eating a day? Like, what are the types of meals that you're putting into your body to try to like? fuel you up to make sure that you're getting through like not only your own workouts but taking everyone else through their their workouts
1: so uh that's a good question i am not the i'll be honest with you i'm not the best person about diets only because of my scheduling like i so i start at 5 a.m i typically go straight through with clients Till maybe three o'clock for my first break, so it's basically like intermittent fasting for myself. Mm. You know, I'll drink water in between, and then you know, hopefully like a smoothie or something. But um, yeah, I would say that I don't have the best schedule for that. It's something that I've sacrificed personally to help other people. I don't recommend it for obviously for everybody, but it works for me. I I can handle it. I don't need a lot in the mornings to kind of fuel me. So. Um, but you know, I, I, think that the biggest thing is, is, just eating more vegetables, having more plant-based diet, I think is really important. Mm. I'm not saying don't eat any meat. Uh, but, cause obviously if you're going to do that, you really have to be structured and you know, get your B12 shots. But I really do believe in eating more of a plant-based diet for multiple reasons. One of the reasons is that vegetables, all vegetables are alkaline. And uh, they put your your body in a state of where it's creating, where there's a lot of oxygen in your body. If you want to burn fat, you need oxygen to break down fat. So people who are like, oh, you know, high protein, high protein, high protein. Yeah, listen, protein, you burn off 30% of it during digestion, but a lot of times protein is acidic, right? So it strips you of oxygen that you would need to burn down fat, break down fat. So that's why I'm big on eating more vegetables and plant-based
0: interesting because especially you know people have been like talking up carnivore a a lot that's been kind of you know, the past little bit of people talking about just eating all meat and uh you know now you kind of get the the two sides going at it and like it, it i mean diet is kind of i guess there's foundations but it's subjective in a lot of ways where people kind of have their own beliefs and and what works so are you are you fully plant-based or like do you you still have like some uh
1: occasionally I'll have some meat occasionally um I actually think that I need to eat a little bit more meat I've been very very strictly plant-based and I think that's I'm like on the opposite side of the spectrum I'm, I'm like all in or all out so I've got to kind of just vary up my diet more so I'm not perfect for sure um got to face some more fish in there and just kind of you know break up my meals a
0: little bit more. Right. Um, if you don't mind, I want to go back a little bit to, um, your accident because you know, you're not the first person who's been on the podcast talking about an accident and and something that really kind of affected and changed their life. Um, I, I am curious, you know, when, when you go through something like that, did it, you know, you hear a lot of in Hollywood or, or whatever that people are like, you know, I, I saw my life flash before my eyes or like it, it changed my perspective on how finite this is. Like, did it change you as, as a human going through something like that?
1: Uh, I think it did. Um, it definitely changed me. Um, I just, yeah, I realized how fragile. I, it, it brought me back. At that time, I thought I was like you know, invincible and it mm-hmm. really took me back to a place of yeah this is you know we're not guaranteed tomorrow you know it's like the Kobe Bryant thing this year right like it really made us understand and value time like you know how much time we really really have here and are we creating are we making a difference right so
0: yeah it really
1: kind of put things in perspective for me um that I'm not invincible and uh the healing process was very tough for me like I You know, broken jaw, broken wrists, uh, glass in my face. I had to get glass taken out. Like it was, it was very, it was a very tough rehab. So that process for me was like, you know, okay, I rebuilt myself, but I was never the same on the court, right? Mm -hmm. So that brings you back to earth too. You know, like I was playing basketball in the Czech Republic, and I was at our training camp, and we were in the Alps, and I just like basically physically could not handle it. So. Um you're always kind of left with what happens they always say after a car accident always things always hit you later on, so um you know i I just don't know. I just try to keep my body in the in the best shape I can, but yeah, you just never know
0: yeah no it's uh I appreciate you sharing that because I know it's it's not always easy going back and reliving kind of traumatic moments um i I am curious a little bit about the basketball, you know how different is the game over in Europe versus, you know, the game in North America? Cause I think, you know, you have your hardcore basketball fans for sure. And especially now in Canada with the Raptors winning and this year they were going, they went on a bit of a run again and had a great season. Um, what's the difference? Like when you go and play in the Czech Republic, cause I don't, I think a lot of people would say that they didn't even know Czech Republic had basketball going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the biggest difference I would say, number one, like the, the NBA in America, they're more athletic. There's definitely some legit athletes. in terms, I mean, there's, not, there's good athletes in Europe, too. Don't get me wrong. But you, there's a big difference between the type of athletes that are in the NBA and in Europe. In, term of, in terms of how the game is played, I would say it's a little bit more team-oriented because they can't depend on guys like Kawhi or LeBron in Europe. Uh, there's just not that level of a players right now so i think that it's more team oriented in terms of the passing and and doing things for each other and playing the team game i also think that uh the communities really get involved there so like if there's small towns uh everybody goes to the game right they really you know you walk into the town people know who you are so i think that is a big thing too i mean not to say that doesn't happen here because you're like celebrities if you play in the nba but uh, i think there's more of like a community feel to the teams
0: yeah, that's, a, that's interesting, because, you know, as I'm a hockey player, and you hear it about soccer, hockey, like, Europeans just take their sports to another level in a way, and they're just, they're a little more wild when it comes to fandom, and, and cheering, and partying in the stands, and all that, so it's interesting. Um, I, I did want to ask a question, too, and I, I don't know how much insight you have to it, so uh, feel free to yeah. pa- pass it off, but the NBA has made a lot of waves this year on, on social justice and the way they're using their platform. You get everybody on, on the sides, you know, people are, um, keep politics out of sports, blah, blah, yada, yada. I'm interested because, you know, you've been in like professional basketball rooms. You've, you've met these people, um, you've played, you've, you've been on the teams. Like how hard do you think it is knowing that, the world is on you, um, the world's eyes are on you, sorry. And you ha- you're, you're gonna use your platform knowing there's gonna be feedback. Like, I just wanna know if you have a perspective on how these, these men and, and women in the WNBA were feeling uh, before like going out and protesting games and, and everything like that.
1: Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a tough question. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is to be a black male or female. And uh, so it's, it's a tough one to answer. Um, but I can tell you that obviously, you know, there's, there is social injustice that, that, you know, that still exists prominently in in all around the world, not just the U.S. And, uh, and I think we have to do a better job at, you know, trying to, to stop it and regulate, you know, police, you know, brutality and, and the things that are going on. And it just, it's, it hurts. It really does. A lot of these things were happening, especially, you know, uh, with Blake when he was shot in his back and, uh, it hurt me, man. Like you, you know, so if it hurt me, I don't know how badly it hurt the black community. Right. So, but it's definitely something that, you know, needs to be worked on, worked on. And, uh, you think we've come so far in 2020, and then you see some of these things happen the George Floyd incident and you're just like, you know, racism is still there. It's systemic, but it's just, you know, sometimes it's hidden. So, um, you know, just from my personal life, like I was coaching at my old high school. I really try to help out in the black community and coach the youth and, and help them out. And uh, it's rewarding. Like I love helping out, and uh, I think that you know we have to do that more as as, uh, as white people going into different communities, not just black communities, you know, Hispanic everywhere, and just literally you know immersing ourselves in different cultures and just embracing each other. I think once we understand each other a little bit better, then maybe there can be, you know, more
0: forward movement. Yeah. And the one thing I love about sports is it truly does kind of unite us and it brings people from all sorts of different backgrounds and cultures and ethnicities and, and, and brings us all together with one common goal. And uh, that's, I think it's so important that and why we play sports and why we love it and why we get so invested in it. Um, I was wondering, do you have a, a, a pick uh going through i know jamal murray's killing it um butler's killing it in miami and, and taking it over boston right now i mean who who are you rooting for
1: i'm definitely rooting for jamal murray 100 yeah. percent. i trained him once when i was uh, in oh. orangeville uh just doing some strength and conditioning work up there and uh yeah he was very impressive back then and he's even more impressive now so i've got to i've got to root for him right now. So I was rooting for the Clippers before Raptors and Clippers. I wanted to see that final, but now obviously I have to root for somebody else. So Denver is definitely my pick.
0: That's, so, you know, Jamal Murray's really taken this playoffs by storm. He's putting 40, 50 points. That, that's interesting in that you've had the chance to work with them. Give us a sense of what, I mean, we all know that professional athletes are, are great athletes and, you know, he's a phenomenal basketball player, but you've been up close. You've worked with them, you've seen them in the gym. What like sets Jamal and people like that apart from you know regular day even really good sports players or, or strong athletes? You know is it their work ethic? Is it like do they just have like these out of their mind like skills that you like you don't know? Like what do you well, see in the gym when you're looking at them?
1: Well well number one, just you know, speaking from a sports science background, Jamal Murray is an unbelievable like, people don't see that because there's so many great athletes in the NBA,
0: but Jamal Murray
1: is an unbelievable athlete. Um, his focus, his innate focus is is crazy. You know, he, he'll he sit in the gym and shoot, you know, 300 to 400 shots, you know, and his focus is, like, directly on that rim at all times. Um, that quiet confidence, just, like, knowing that, you know, every shot that he takes is going to go in. He, he definitely has a swagger to him. Um... I think that's what it is. And I think when he first started in the league, he kind of had this reputation of being uh, a little bit dirty or, you know, doing stuff that would antagonize people. And and you know what? I think that was just, you know, ridiculous because they, they called Canadians soft, right? So I think that was really great for our country. And, um, yeah, I mean, he he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Um, and I think he's just going to even get better every year.
0: Right. Um I noticed uh, you had some uh, at-home programs people can sign up for I saw on your website. Um, tell me a little bit about that. What do you, are you, is it like a weekly thing? Are you just putting out videos that people can access whenever or live sessions?
1: Um, so on our core fixed uh, website, we sell equipment. So we start designing our own equipment at Core. Uh, we have a treadmill now. We have a bench that has weights underneath and like, you know, bands, ankle weights, all the small stuff as well. Um, but on that site, you can, you can sign up for a membership. I think it's $39.99 and you can access hundreds of workouts, 60 minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you want. Um, and you can use it at any time. So a lot of people have been signing up and just they like it because right now with what's going on, you know, meetings are set at certain times and you need that flexibility. So uh, people have really been loving the CoreFix site
0: that's that's awesome um so do they need like the bands the equipment to, uh, to get to use those workouts or anything or is it no, like you, you don't said, need like, any equipment
1: but if you want to enhance your workouts then we, we offer that stuff we sell them on the site
0: right 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 um before i let you go man take me through like so you're training all these people, like you said, you have a very intense schedule in the evening. Like how, how do you work out? How do you kind of balance the schedule and find that work life balance to, you know, take care of your mind and yourself?
1: Uh, it's, it's really, that, that's pretty challenging. Yeah. So I try to, you know, go run stairs with some clients sometimes. Uh, I'll throw in workouts if people cancel. Uh, but I also have four children at home. So it's pretty hard <laughs> to, uh, yeah, four children under four. So it's kind of hard to find time. But you have to do it. Uh, You know, am I in the type of shape that that I'd like to be in right now? Maybe not. But, you know, I I really try to fit it in whenever I can and just stay in a level of shape where basically, you know, I could go for, I went running. We have uh, up in Muskoka, there's um, some nice trails. So I like to run up there. So just to be able to stay at a certain level where I can go for long runs and not be exhausted and always working on my core, obviously, because of my car accident, I have to, keep my my spine at a certain degree obviously but uh yeah you know it's it's just keeping myself injury free is my biggest concern
0: right now. um and just again I, I just wanted to follow up on that one point there it's, it's so, like I've had people on the podcast before because I deal with a lot of uh chronic kind of issues whether that's from like old sports injuries I never took care of um do you still do Cause I I know you said like, you know, you're soaking so much money into all these therapies and and they are really quite expensive, even running through benefits. Like do you still do that? Or is it like, basically like you, that core workout really kind of addresses a lot of those, those common body aches that we, we, we have.
1: So um, I'll just be honest with you. So not only have I not seen like a chiro and physio in probably about 10 years, I don't send my clients to them either because my job as a trainer is to not send you there i shouldn't be injuring you as a a trainer right Mm -hmm. i had actually had a physio reach out to me and uh, she's got a great reputation and i was just like listen i mean you i like what i see and read about you but i haven't sent a client to a physio in 14 years so it's you know unless they do something that i completely can't do if they've had like trauma from something and you know i can't manipulate certain joints or whatever it is, but for the most part, I really try to keep my clients as healthy and functional as possible.
0: That's interesting. Well, man, I really appreciate you joining me. I know we've talked about the website and everything before where, if people want to sign up or, or get, get more information from you, can they follow you on social media website?
1: Yeah. uh, So social media is just my name on Instagram. Uh, Be with core is the studio. So if they want to find out stuff about the studio, and then it's core-fix.com is where you can sign up, get videos, equipment. Uh we have very cool equipment on our site, like just very modern, cheap-looking stuff. Um so yeah, if anybody wants at-home stuff, that's the place to go.
0: Well, like like we said, man, like as Toronto and Ottawa start to shut down and and you know cases are on the rise, um, working out is going to be hugely important throughout the winter especially and I think you're offering you know some great stuff for home workouts which a lot of people are struggling finding yeah. out so uh, i appreciate you sharing some of this info and um stay safe moving forward man i really appreciate it Thank yeah you. you
1: too and just uh, to your viewers just stay positive through this thing i mean we're, we're obviously gonna get hit with the wave but now's the time where you have to be strong and you just have to take it take it in stride and just use this time to, to kind of figure out more things about your own body and your own mind and uh i know it's very hard because we were locked down for so long and then we got a taste of like life again you know like we're out you know at picnics and not picnics sorry but barbecues and we're seeing all our friends again and but it's just you know it's inevitable right now and we have to be strong and uh and just get over this and get through it you know so
0: couldn't have said it better and coming from someone you know like yourself who is a business owner which is a huge struggle right now with the pandemic but a father of four kids under four (laughs) that's uh i mean if you can stay positive i'm gonna sit here and be like all right josh is doing it i can do it let's go let's do this we all can do it for sure (laughs) perfect thanks man i appreciate it thank you for having me i
1: appreciate it take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.